Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Friday, September the 2nd, I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look at what's happening in global foreign exchange markets. It's no secret the U.S. dollar has been pretty strong. This naturally has an impact on countries that have needs for foreign reserves. The strength of the U.S. dollar makes the cost of imports denominated in U.S. dollars more expensive for those countries. It also makes exports denominated in U.S. dollars more profitable for local manufacturers. A few weeks ago, we reported on the problems in the European Central Bank and in the EU in general with sovereign debt starting to suffer a crisis of confidence. Central banks all over the world are known to intervene and inject liquidity when needed to solve problems with further domestic banks and when they run short of reserves. In some cases, foreign reserves. Central banks all over the world are known to intervene and inject liquidity when needed to solve problems for their domestic banks. But when central banks do intervene, as the Federal Reserve, for example, has been known to do, it sets off alarm bells throughout the global financial markets. Lenders are looking to the Federal Reserve's discount window. They're looking at the repo market, and in fact, all central banks for signs of intervention. Interventions are an indication of the central bank attempting to fix a problem that has already occurred. They're not being proactive, only reactive. Those transactions appear on the central bank's balance sheet for the world to see. There's an increasing trend among central banks to perform these interventions in a more clandestine manner so as not to cause panic in the financial markets. That means performing the transactions off balance sheet. The Indian Central Bank, the Reserve Bank of India, last week performed one of those moves. India has the fourth largest foreign reserves of any country on earth. Over the past year, those reserves have been depleted by one-eighth. That's a significant reduction. The Indian rupee is trading at very near historic lows. The lowest exchange rate in history happened in July, but we're very close to that exchange rate now, even at the end of August. India has developed a new term in the banking lexicon. The new term is net forward assets. You won't find a definition for net forward assets anywhere in Investopedia. You won't find it on the internet, but you'll see it referenced liberally in the Royal Bank of India news releases. But you won't find a definition of that term. They won't tell you what it is. As far as we can tell, net forward assets are a code for a contingent liability, an off-balance sheet transaction that will likely come due. It will be more expensive at some point in the future, maybe 90 days from now. Perhaps the Royal Bank of India is hoping that the crisis that precipitated the intervention will have resolved itself before the end of that 90-day maturity. Now, India has a lot of reserves, but they are dwindling. According to the central bank, the headline reserve as of August 5th was $573 billion, or the equivalent of 9.4 months worth of estimated imports for the years 2022 and 23. That's down from 12.4 months of imports in March of this year. So why would they not use some of those reserves to prop up their currency and improve the trade deficit? Well, that's what most countries do, but that technique has a tendency to save the currency for a few days, and it also has the side effect of burning through a lot of cash with very little lasting tangible benefit. When international currency traders smell blood in the water, they can attack a faltering currency in moments of weakness. Now, so far, we've been talking about India, but we could be talking about any of a host of other emerging market economies. We could be talking about Thailand or the Philippines or Sri Lanka. We've already seen what happened when Sri Lanka ran out of foreign exchange reserves. They even lost the ability to import fuel, and the nation's economy basically collapsed. A study recently conducted by the Philippine Central Bank examined the effectiveness of central bank interventions. They found in the study that the spot market interventions were largely effective in containing same-day volatility. If that volatility persists, 
The study indicated that higher volume interventions over consecutive trading days actually appears to produce additional volatility in the exchange rate. Now, I'm sure the Philippine experience is not isolated. The headwaters of the next financial crisis will be found in the interventions of central banks, despite their attempts to hide it. You see, when a bank uses terms to describe activities that are not part of the journalist's vocabulary, then the actions are trying to be hidden from the general public, although hidden, I suppose, in plain sight. The Philippine Central Bank makes reference to a technique which they're calling also sterilization, either open market operations or special deposit accounts central bank. So when I hear the term sterilization, it's starting to sound like the government is involved in some kind of money laundering. But no, to ease the threat of currency appreciation, central banks use a technique called sterilization of capital flows. In a sterilization operation, the domestic component of the monetary base is reduced to offset the reserve inflow, at least temporarily. See, sterilized interventions involve two separate transactions. There's a sale or purchase of foreign currency assets. And then number two, there's an open market operation involving the purchase or sale of government securities in the same size as the first transaction. These transactions are designed to obscure the true financial health of a nation. But these transactions are only as good as the confidence in the underlying securities. You see, a forward transaction isn't an actual transaction in the immediate moment. It's a futures transaction, and it can snap up collateral. So remember, when a central bank intervenes, it's a sign that a problem has already occurred. Now, today's episode's a little bit of a different episode. It's not as squarely focused on real estate. But even as a real estate investor, you want to pay attention to this. The headwaters of the next financial crisis may indeed come from something that's being hidden from public accountability. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.